Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small, in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategies that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week, we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. The B2B world has changed and you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing. We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five Bs, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. Welcome back to the B2B playbook. Kevin, it's so nice to see the podcast growing. Uh, I don't know about you, but when we kick things off, Kev, I just actively told everyone that I knew to not listen to it because honestly, (laughs) I don't know that many people in marketing and I don't want people to listen to it if it's not for them. Tell you what, George, uh, sometimes I'm still a bit like that because I know that the audience we want to be listening to this podcast really should be focused in the B2B marketing space and should be a particular I guess, demographic in that particular space or particular roles in that particular space. It's not for everyone, even working in the B2B space. It's a great resource for professionals in the space who are working in the marketing function. But if you're doing ancillary things to that, it's probably not uh, as valuable a podcast for you, even in the B2B marketing space. So no, I'm, I'm with you there. I don't want to tell too many people about it just in case uh, we've got weird data in our database. Well, Kevin, do you know how I know that uh, my family isn't listening to it? Because my, my cousin just yesterday, he goes to me, you know, George, and he's got like a really nasally voice. This is, this is what he sounds like. You know, George, I had a really good idea for an episode for your podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, what is it? He goes, so I was going to one of the best cafes in Sydney called Penis, one of the, one of the best cafes in Sydney, and no one knows how to make a bloody good coffee. So I go to them, I go, excuse me, can I show you how to properly froth the milk when you're making a coffee? 
keep in mind my cousin has no uh, formal barista training at all, <laughs> has made me coffees. I'd say his coffees are above average at best. Anyway, he says, the manager goes, um, oh, sorry, sir, like we can't let you do that. We can't let you come in here behind them. I mean, George, isn't that disgraceful? You can't get a proper coffee anywhere, anywhere in this damn city. Nobody cares anymore. No one cares about anything. Anyway, I think that's the episode. I think you should do an episode on that. And Kev, at that point, I realized that he has no idea. He has no idea what we really talk about. I don't like. I don't see really how that's marketing. It's especially not really B two B marketing related. I mean, maybe there's something in there around uh, building relationships with people and making sure that you don't let them down and you deliver what they want. But uh, yeah, Kev, I know he's not listening. Well, that's great, George. It sounds like he's not our intended audience, and our helpful content is reaching hopefully the right people instead. That's it, Kev. Hopefully it's reaching people that uh, can actually get some use from it. And we are still getting more and more messages each week from people telling us exactly that. And Kev, as you know, I love the attention. So please, listeners, <laughs> please, please come out and just say hello. We would love to get to know each and every single one of you and uh, would love to hear about what's helping you, what pain points you're experiencing in your organization that you'd love us to talk about and perhaps share a bit of our own knowledge and wisdom um, for your own personal situation. So yeah, we'd love for you to come and say good day to us. I also want you to know listeners that even though I'm not as active as George can be on socials, he does pass on everything to me as well along the way. And I do enjoy getting to know each and every one of you through George and passing on my feedback that way as well. And hopefully a bit of helpful information uh, that I come across and that we haven't already shared on the podcast. Well, Kev, that feedback's important, isn't it? It's feedback that helps us constantly improve the show. And we can only get that, Kevin, because we ourselves have done what we preach in be ready and be helpful. We've deeply understood our listeners. We've deeply understood the B2B marketers, CMOs, people who listen to this podcast, and we've created super helpful content to keep helping them, to help them solve their problems. And that has created a feedback loop, right? Because now they're coming out and telling us, hey, that podcast that you did the other week, that LinkedIn post you did the other week, could you please clarify X, Y, Z? Or yes, I found that really helpful. And Kev, if one day we want to start running some ads or something to maybe promote the listenership or the number of people who listen to the B2B playbook or run some ads for our own program, the B2B incubator, well, we have a whole lot of information. We have a whole lot of real-time feedback from people that we can put into our ads, can't we? And by the way, a great segue into today's topic, I might add. Um, well done, George. First one in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but listeners, that's what we're talking about this week. We're talking about, we're continuing to talk about Be Seen and how to do ads in Be Seen and in a B2B marketing context effectively. We've spoken about how ads really act as an amplifier in Be Seen in our 5Bs framework. And a pain point, that I'm sure a lot of listeners would come across that comes up when ads are involved is one that we've really been focusing in on at Metagy actually. George, something I might not have told you already, but we're doing a bit of customer research uh, following the, the good framework that we've laid down here. We're doing a bit of customer research in the Metagy team as we look to improve our ads offering on the platform. 
And one of the pain points that has come up over and over again um, from our customers that we talk to and potential customers that we talk to in this research phase is that they're having difficulty coming up with messaging, coming up with ads or creative for a particular ad campaign that they want to run. And this week, we want to talk about building a feedback loop from content to ads because we really think when you come to running ads, it's not about starting from scratch. It's not about figuring out everything from scratch and reinventing the wheel. You should start from building a feedback loop from your content straight into your ads. Your ads messaging doesn't need to be completely different from your content. And in fact, it should start from your be helpful content. And that's the topic for this week. How do you go about building that feedback loop? But before we kick into that, let's talk about why feedback loop works for ads. So listeners, before you actually consider the pay channels themselves, start by building this insight machine from your helpful content for messaging into your ads. This ensures that you're actually taking the learnings that you're getting from your helpful content from that be helpful stage and getting bang for your buck and the most impact with your ads. It involves getting specific feedback about your products and services, and then using that feedback to frame solutions for your dream customer's pain points. In a minute, we'll talk about the process on how to do this, but just quickly, it also gives you an ongoing loop of feedback that improves your offering over time as well. So you can actually feed this back to your product team to figure out what you can improve in the product itself, as well as your messaging and paid ads. And that's what we're doing at Metagy. Importantly, as you go through this process, listeners, you should be noting down the language used by your dream customers. Just as you did when you're putting together dream customer avatars to feed into your helpful content, now you can use those same quotes and get more quotes, but more specific to your product and services so that you can reuse them when you come to doing the messaging for your ads. Again, this helps with cut through. You're using the words that your dream customers are saying themselves that really resonate with what they're thinking, what their pain points are, so that when you present your solution, it makes sense to them because it's being told in the language that they understand. I think it's so great, Kev, that we're spending a whole episode on just this one principle of building a feedback loop from your content, your helpful content into your ads. Because I think when people talk about running ads, they just get so confused as to what should be in there. And very often they think that it's all about like A-B testing, you know, changing one word, um, you know, across five different variations of an ad or testing like, you know, three different, slightly different images that you're running alongside uh, each other in your ads as well and seeing which one's best. I mean, Kev, that might work if you're like a big B2C, you know, e-commerce company with huge numbers of Uh, potential customers, you have a huge budget to spend. But we know that in the B2B world, especially for a lot of people uh, who aren't in that SaaS space or even people who are in the SaaS space, but, you know, just don't have an enormous budget, it's not realistic to be able to run, you know, like variations like this and expect huge, meaningful results and outcomes from it. Instead, we actually need to be testing drastically different messages, drastically different uh, unique value propositions to make sure that they are resonating with your dream customers. And all of that work, Kev, can all be done organically first. That's right, George. It's all about doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the organic space 
and making the most out of the data you're already collecting. It doesn't have to be data that you paid for. You could have gotten the same amount of data just by doing a bit of hard graft and talking to your customers and running some helpful content and getting some organic growth that way. But then importantly, looking at the results, once you've gotten it out there, once you've gotten the helpful content out there, you've gotten those conversations under your belt with your dream customers, continue to have those conversations continue to look at your helpful content and improve it over time and take those same learnings and apply it into your ads as well. So let's dive in into that process of how to build this feedback loop from your content to ads. And it's a very simple process listeners. As we start to talk through it, you'll see a lot of similarities about this process versus all the other processes that we talked about in building helpful content, because it is that similar. A lot of things are the same but you might just want to tweak it a little bit to be a little bit more on the head when it comes to running ads. All right, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, it's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Leadfeeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show. All right, George, let's dig into the process. Okay, careful. The first one is, of course, gathering that information directly from your customers and asking them, you know, what are the big problems that you help with? As part of this, Kev, you can always go to your best customers and you can try and work out why it is they chose your product over someone else's, you know, what it is that it really helped them with, what, what were the real tangible benefits, what the results were, because we can start to feed that information back into our ads. Um, otherwise, we can also ask them, what problems are they facing generally? Because our helpful content, as we know, listeners, it wasn't always directly solving a problem that our service or product solves. We were often trying to solve peripheral problems because that is truly helpful. An example of that is, of course, uh, that we give is Chili Piper, right? Chili Piper is a lead routing uh, piece of software. So it, once someone submits like a demo request, it routes that as a lead to the right salesperson. They don't just talk about the benefits of lead routing. That's not what their helpful content's about. Their helpful content is about often actually how marketers can implement demand generation in their business or helpful content for sales devs because these are people who would champion and use their products and it's just a way of being helpful. So that's a really important thing to keep in mind, Kev, is when we're gathering this information from our customers, we want to know, yes, how did our product impact them and what were the tangible results, but also what other problems are they experiencing that we can help them solve in a peripheral way. That's a great point, George, about peripheral problems. Again, our listeners, if you didn't catch that in an earlier episode, be sure to go back and check it out where we talk all about solving not just the problems that are relevant to your product and service, but also those problems that affect your dream customers 
and then use that as an avenue for building trust into the problems that do relate to your product and service over time. On the flip side of that, you should also single out roadblocks for your dream customers in conversations with them and ask them, what are those roadblocks to using your product or services specifically? As we start to pay for some of these interactions, it's important to understand what are some potential roadblocks that can come up um, as they move through the stages of awareness and closer towards being product aware and solution aware. So make sure to ask them what are the questions they might have when they start discovering your product or service and trying to understand it more and seeing and comparing it to other products out there and what are the questions that they really ask themselves when making a decision between you and those competitors? Okay, Kev, so we're starting to build this insights machine, aren't we? That's a combination of, I guess, firsthand customer research and then also insights that you're getting from how people are responding to that helpful content that you've been putting out there organically and the conversations that you're having with people around that organic content too, right? So now we have two really good sources, good two really good sources of insights, and now we're going to start to feed those into our ads, aren't we? That's right, George. The pre-qualifying step here is you next want to take all those points, all those great insights, and look to address each of them in turn in your ads. Before that, it's probably worthwhile listing out all the different points or pain points that you want to solve or particular points of interest that your dream customers have brought up one way or another and doing a rough prioritization of which ones are probably the biggest ones um, from the most important to the least important so that you can address the most important ones first and go down the list and sequence your ad in a way that addresses each of those pain points in turn. But as you've prioritized it, you want to focus more of your attention on those that are a bigger problem for your customers. So as you start to look at each of those pain points in turn or each of those points you want to address in your ads, make sure to only focus on one problem and a solution to that problem in each of your ads. Sometimes it's helpful to just focus on a problem and give them a helpful resource or point them in the direction for finding more helpful information. Whatever the form the ad might come in, it should really focus only on one because as we said before, if you have more than one pain point in a message, if you have more than one core desire that you're trying to solve for a particular customer, that message is gonna get diluted. It's gonna get a bit lost in the sea of sameness. And even within your own ads, it's gonna get lost in terms of its impact on your dream customers. All right, Kev, so we're really gonna use our paid media to essentially push that content that we're creating for each of the five stages of awareness and we're gonna push it directly to people uh, that we want to reach again or haven't been able to reach organically, aren't we? So for listeners that aren't aware, the five stages of awareness are the five stages that your dream customer needs to go through from being totally unaware that they even have a problem to then finally purchasing your product. The five stages were first coined by a guy called Eugene Schwartz, and he says people move from unaware, where they don't know they have a problem, to problem aware, where they know that they have a problem to solution aware. So they're starting to look for solutions, including yours to product aware, where they're now considering your solution as one of many available solutions to fix their problem to then most aware, which is where they're on the brink of becoming a customer. And Kev, we did a whole episode on um, how our listeners can go and create content for each of those five stages. And 
the goal is now to really boost those to our decision makers, to our influencers, to the people in the buying committee so they can self-educate and get to that stage where they're ready to purchase from us. And ultimately, Kevin, it's really about getting our dream customers to see the world the same way that we do, right? The way that we want them to. And uh, that's why, Kevin, it's great to really boost this awesome, helpful content that you guys have already put together. And then once people are a little further on their buying journey, probably when you come to retargeting, you want to start educating people more specifically on the benefits of your product or service as well. Uh, You know, we still want to do it so it's helpful because, I mean, it should be helpful at this stage. We're not pushing them our product. We're not talking about the benefits of our product to a group of people who don't even know that they have a problem. We're pushing that at the right time to people who are starting to look for a solution. That's exactly right, George. Listeners, a tip, maybe a shortcut. If all else fails, if all this seems a bit much, you can always just boost exactly the same piece of helpful content that's performing well already. So whether that's an article or post that you've already seen do well on organic channels, all you have to do is hit that promote button or hit that boost button and put a bit of money behind boosting the reach of that particular piece with a bit of targeting available. But make sure that the targeting is aligned to your dream customers, is aligned to who you want to see that helpful content make sure it's sequenced the right way so that they're seeing the right pain points addressed at the right stage of awareness. And that's it, that's the whole process. Really, most of it is completely aligned and synonymous with how you came up with Be Helpful content itself. But you're just getting a little bit more sharper, a little bit more pointing with the message and the post that you're putting out there in your ads because you have generally speaking, a little bit more limited space to communicate in ads versus organic posts. And Kev, we're going to have to talk about, of course, uh, later on in this season about how to measure all of this, because if we're optimizing for really helpful content and it's not direct response, listeners, it is going to have a much better impact on your bottom line, but it's going to be a little bit harder to track. So we'll talk about, I guess, ways to look at to see and know that it's working. But listeners, remember, you're marketers. We're not doing sales. We are helping people through that journey uh, to go from awareness to purchasing your product. So we're not out there to just do digital sales. Listeners, it's all about building trust at the end of the day by being helpful. All right, so that's the process. It's that simple. Speak to your customers directly. Get insights and note down what they say. Get quotes about what it is that are the main roadblocks generally and specifically to your products and services. Get the same sort of insights and glean the same sort of insights from your Be Helpful content that you already have out there that you're already optimizing and getting such insights from. Make a list of all those points. Narrow them down to one problem plus a solution at a time and start addressing them in turn in your ads. And rinse and repeat. It's that simple. And Kev, the beauty of uh, taking this really helpful content that already has cut through, that already resonates with your dream customers, is it's an approach that's going to help you actually get cut through. It's going to help you stand out from the clutter wherever it is that you're running those ads so you don't just look like another ad, another competitor pushing another product or service. It's completely relevant already. You're taking learnings from a be helpful stage. You're not starting from ground zero with your ads and having to A-B test every single message out there to once again learn exactly what you've learned in your be helpful content, which is 
message A, B, and C already works. You just need to promote them. Gee, I wish I knew this quite a few years ago, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we live and learn, we live and learn, and hopefully we're passing on the learnings and our experience to our listeners. All right, awesome. Kev, you're so good at this. What are the key takeaways? Well, listeners, first, you need to build a feedback loop from your content and business to get insights on what to talk about in your ads before you start running ads. And to start that process, simply talk to your customers and look at what helpful content is already working in your arsenal. Second, make sure to stick to the insights from that feedback. It can be tempting to stray into talking about your business too early, but remember your dream customers don't care about that until it's relevant to them. They have to be problem aware and moving into solutions aware before you start talking about your product. And finally, build a system for collecting this feedback. We've given you a process, make it work for you, make it systemize and use it regularly to improve not only your ads, but also your offering. Okay, listeners, next week, we're going to go into how to evaluate advertising channels. It's one that we've already spoken about previously, but it's actually a really important part of being seen. So definitely worth a revisit. You can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes as always. And Kev, we're so grateful that each week more and more people are tuning into the B2B Playbook podcast. And if we can ask just one thing, listeners, is to please leave us a short review on whatever platform it is that you listen on, or even better, pass it on to someone who you think could really benefit from the podcast. Uh, It's an awesome help to us, and we would really, really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, listeners. And see you next week. Thank you, George. Thank you, listeners. See you next week, listeners. A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.